Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You're listening to the Sports Scramble Podcast, where four friends serve up a weekly plate of sports with a side of SEC bias. Now, here are your hosts, Chet, Jacob, Wade, and Tyler. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to this week's episode of the Sports Scramble Podcast, presented to you by Old City Sports Network. I'm your host, Chet, and I'm joined by only one of my co-hosts tonight, Mr. Tyler. How are you doing tonight? Doing good. Yep. Like you mentioned, uh, Jacob is working the night shift at the lovely Home Depot, and Wade's trying to compete and bring home a championship uh, for us, so we'll see what happens. Maybe we'll get a update from Wade uh, midway through the show for his volleyball match. We have high hopes for them, even though they haven't won a match this year. But they are in the championship tournament, so that's good. Um, but, yep, like Tyler said, Jacob's you know, putting his work in at the Home Depot. And we'll see how much he's got to do his, his due diligence. As long as he's not watching on a forklift, he's good to go. But we have a special treat for y'all tonight. We've got NASCAR Neil live in person. Let's go ahead and add him to the stream. NASCAR Ooh. Neil, how are you doing? Doing good, guys. Doing good. It's good. And I understand that you were at some live NASCAR racing last night or uh, last week. How, how was yes, that? Uh, it, was, it was a good time. I was there for the Saturday Xfinity race, which was a fun, good race. I love watching that series. It's the series directly below the, the main cup level, but I love the race in that series. It puts on a good show every week. And then I was at the cup race on Sunday at the okay. local Texas Motor Speedway. Sweet, sweet. So, so what happened? I know it was last week, and they already had another one. But let's um, let's get your take from from last so week. Last weekend's race was it was a relatively good race. That track is really, really bad. They've done some work on it over the years, and it's kind of degraded the quality of the racing. But there was major issues of teams kept on blowing right rear tires due to trying to gain a little bit of advantage because this track uh, turns one and two are configured differently than three and four. So in order to maximize your speed in three and four, you have to put a little risky in your in your set your setup and stuff. And teams were running lower air pressure than they probably should have been. So right rears were blowing all night long, right in turn four. Which for me, I was all for it. I was sitting right at the entrance of pit road. So you got to, to see the, just all the madness happening. People blowing it was, tires. It was fun. Right. There was a crazy wreck where uh, Cody Ware of the fifty four with or fifty three car he blew a tire and hit. Ran into the ran into the wall in turn four, then slid down pit road. Very scary, scary wreck. The guy managed to get out of the car safely and walked away fine. Race yesterday, but still, it was a very scary hit to see happen to you. He nearly hit the corner of the pit road wall where it goes into the garage area. Super scary, super dangerous, but he was fine. So that's that's what really matters. Well, there you go. As long as he made it out safe. So that was what week two or three of the playoffs was uh, last week. That was that was that was week four of the playoffs. The first okay. race of the, of the second round because they do they that's do right, three three right. round rounds before they enter the uh, championship. So 
I know we had a playoff race last night. Who won that? What happened? And uh, who's still left standing going forward? So last night was won by Chase Elliott, okay. uh, the perennial favorite. He's yep. the, the most popular driver. The kids, the guy's a dominant driver. It's one of his first really, I say true super speedway race wins uh, since he's gotten really good. He won Atlanta, which is considered a plate track, super speedway style. But winning yesterday, played it safe. It was a relatively tame race at, at Talladega, which is known for big wrecks, craziness. Only one wreck, which is – Oh, well, really that's kind of fun. Come no, on, it was, but it was – and it really wasn't that big. Uh, a third line started forming in one and two, and uh, the rookie Harrison Burton hopped out of line to try to take advantage of it. Guy doesn't really have the skill quite there yet to make a move like that. And mm-hmm. got got loose. The guy the guy behind him bumped into him, caused a pile up. It knocked him and Ty Gibbs out of the race and stuff. But the the thing that I personally love in the sport is that they will always finish on at least two laps, two green flag laps. Which a caution that if you're not a cart uh, died coming off pit road, so they threw a yellow with he's about ten to go when it came out. So they went green with two to go. Chase Elliott made a smart pass. Uh, coming on the back stretch of turn one after, uh, on the first of the two laps, got on the front row, had Eric Jones of the 34 behind him pushing, and he had shown all day that he was a good pusher, which is key to winning races like that. Mm-hmm. Made the moves, coming to the, coming to the, coming to the green flag, got the checkered. And at Talladega, it's also very unique that the start-finish line is at the very end of the trial. So it's very late. Most tracks, it's in the middle of the front stretch, but Talladega's back end. So you get some craziness, people coming off four, going three, four wide. Yep. And and Blaney, Ryan Blaney behind him, got out of line, trying to make the move behind him, but he managed to carry the speed in there. And that one locks him into the next round of the playoffs and gave him six more playoff points going to going to the next round reset. So well, it's huge for go. him. Yeah, for sure. And, so, and with him, he had DNFs in the in the first races of the both both rounds of the of the playoff. At Darlington, he had a bad wreck, bad issue mm-hmm. that he got knocked out then last week. He had a blown tire and, and and did not finish the race. So it was good for him to get some momentum back and confidence back that coming off that. He was not quite in a must-win situation going into this week, last week and then this coming week, but it was he was very close to the cut line, which is never good. Right. So who do we have left? Uh you know, still in the playoffs, doesn't it restart? It, re- it resets after after this coming weekend at, at the Charlotte Rebel. Okay. And so stuff who- and Who's still currently, uh, I will tell you, there's eight drivers of currently above the cut line. It is Chase Elliott, who's locked in. Ryan Blaney is sitting second in the points. Ross Chastain is third. Denny Hamlin fourth. Joey Logano fifth. Kyle Larson is sixth. Daniel Suarez is seventh. And Chase Briscoe is tied at eighth. But, however, Ryan, uh, William Byron got a penalty after last week for an incident uh, during the race. He hit another driver under caution. But they appealed that penalty, which is a 25-point penalty which currently puts him 15 below point 15 points below the cut line so but if they win their appeal on thursday he will he will be back sitting at at seventh at seventh place above the seventh place seventh seventh place in the playoffs right now okay so that so could have thursday i'm not really believing it when the appeal teams don't almost everyone that when their appeal is really it's very rare it happens right but still that's something to think about and and, and have there so a little bit of drama in the NASCAR playoffs here. So there's eight left, and we've got. Oh, oh sorry, there's twelve left, but the, after after next week it goes down to eight. So I realize gotcha. people who are currently above the cut line. And then it goes from like eight to four, right? So we yes, there's a left. there's a three race stretch at 
Homestead, Miami, Vegas, and Martinsville. And then after that, they go down to four uh, for Phoenix and championship race. Okay. Well, maybe we'll have to get you out to the championship race where we can find you some tickets out there. <laughs> uh, it's, in, it's in Phoenix, so it's a bit ways out there. <laughs> Tyler, before I ask you this next question, I got an assignment for you. I need you to look up the odds for the favorite to win the NASCAR championship real quick, if you if you can do that. Neil, <laughs> who's your favorite to take home, take home the uh, cup there at the end? I said Chase Elliott at the start of the playoffs. If you get back to our episode we had back then, the guy is very talented driver. He's locked in the next round. He almost has enough points where he can run around mid mid pack the next the the, the following the race the next round and still make it because he has so many points he's carried in from his five wins this year. The guy's got the points to carry him in where where he can have a bad race. But granted, we've said that the last two rounds where he had DNFs the first two races a thing but that hurts going, a little bit in the point. But point but going at it but. Every round, it's a full reset back to you started, plus okay. any points you occur during that playoff round. Like he got six point points yesterday for the win. Oh well, there you go. Yeah, so, so he's so he's sitting pretty good right now. So Tyler, who's the all odds favorite? Is it Chase Elliott? Yeah, it's Chase Elliott at plus uh, two twenty five. Hey, that's pretty good odds when you're the favorite. Uh, you uh, might sprinkle a little bit of money there on him, Neil. Uh, I did that start of the playoffs actually, so. Hey, well, maybe you got to make some higher odds. There you go. Yeah, but uh, but I mean, his odds have actually stayed about the same, surprisingly enough. Like he's been consistently. He won it. He was a champion two years ago. You know, his his teammate won it last year. So it's very sitting very good for him and his organization. Okay, well, I, you sent me some pictures from when you were there last week, so yeah. we'll have to post them with your recap yeah. from the race. And, uh, get you was, some love out there on social media. Yeah, and it's also fun because there's a a good event done by the social media people of NASCAR. Mm-hmm. You have a reporter from Fox Sports, which owns the first half season broadcast rights. Then Jeff Gluck from The Athletic. Every race, they do a meetup with fans. You can go meet up and talk to them, ask them questions, whatnot. And I got to, I got to attend that last Sunday. It was nice talking to him. I love love uh, Bob Pockers. He's the person I tell anybody who wants to get into this fall in the sport. Follow him on Twitter. You get anything and everything you, you need to know about what's going on. He has updates. He is phenomenal. Then Gluck is also a great, great reporter, does a good job, puts out good articles on sport. So it was nice to meet them, talk to them, you know. And you got to meet one of your, your hometown guys. Yeah, I did actually. I'm wearing a guy named Josh Berry. He's from Middle Tennessee and stuff. He guesses his first time full season in the Xfinity Series. They're doing a meet and greet, and I got him to sign my hat because this is from a special race last month called uh, at North Wilkesboro. It's an old racetrack that from back in the – 70s, 80s, 90s, they brought it back for some late model racing, and the great Dale Hart Jr. decided to run it. Mm-hmm. Brought back his old his old scheme from when he ran that series, ran ran that style of car in the in the 90s with Sundrop and stuff, got them back on board. And Josh Berry, who was the guy, he he crucified the race because he ran in that series for a long time for, for Dale Jr.'s organization and stuff. So like, hey, yeah. I you know what I need something I had. You're the crew chief of this race. Y'all did good, you got third place, I gotta do it. And he's like, oh. He was all honored. I'm like, I told him, you know, that where I'm from, North Tennessee, it's very much like South Louisiana. It's all one group. You support everybody from there. So I was right, like, exactly. hey, you know, that, that you make the midstate proud. He was all, he was all nice and appreciated. It was fun to meet him. So well, that's pretty cool. So yeah, yeah. You, got to, you got to meet some guys from your hometown. Yeah. Well, Neil, I know you're a big brewery guy, and you got plenty of them that you visit in Dallas. So I had yeah. to make sure that the NASCAR Neil segment was brought to you by <laughs> Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company here in Houston. <laughs> I enjoyed a few beers there Friday, took it to views of the city. Neil, next time you're in Houston, we'll have to get you there. They've I'm going to try some, man, next time I'm down there. Plenty of IPAs to choose from. 
or if you bring me some next time you're next time you're around, you know. Might have to, might have to. I know you've got some of your favorite spots there in Houston. I got some favorite, favorite spots here in Dallas, a favorite yep. spot in New Orleans, my favorite beers at New Orleans. So it's but yeah. So. It's you're you're a big brewery guy. Actually, I am. we're we're, we're going to give you a little bit of an insight because we're doing a giveaway with them. We have a yeah. giveaway winner to announce, and we have another giveaway we're going to do. So you get to stay tuned on this, and maybe you get a get some I'll, some insight. I'll try it out. So we'll do it. We got uh, salmon. I say salmon, but you know what? It's October now. It's pink breast cancer awareness shirt for Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company. We're giving away. We actually we're I'm going to announce the winner right now. Uh, we, we did a little contest where so you had to leave a leave a uh, comment on our Apple podcast, leave a review. And I picked a random person. Uh, it's actually Elise. So it works out well for her. Uh, so Elise, age 13, left us a review on Apple podcast. Five stars. These guys know a lot about sports and keep it interesting and fun. A must listen. So Elise, we'll get your shirt out in the mail. And actually, to announce the second giveaway, we got another uh, shirt right here. You know, if you didn't see it here in a second. Pink shirt, breast cancer awareness month for October. What you're gonna have to do is you're gonna have to follow us on Twitter at Sports Scramble Four. Follow Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company at Buff Brew, and then retweet that tweet. Retweet that tweet. We'll pick a, a random retweeter, and maybe somebody want a shirt. Maybe it'll be NASCAR Neil. Maybe it'll be another loyal listener. We'll yeah. see. So, but Neil, it was great hearing from you again. Uh, yeah, no problem. One last question for you: Who's winning the national championship in college football? Maybe Georgia, maybe, but I know, and y'all know me. Georgia looked a little little weak this this weekend on Missouri, but you think they're going to be able to turn it around? I think so. I'm going to add this to y'all. I know most of your listeners know me as NASCAR Neil, but but y'all too know me as my previous life and stuff. And I'm making my first first trip back to Baton Rouge for a game since I left the program. So are you going this weekend against? I am coming down there. Oh, you better wake up early. I'm coming down there. It's a family trip. They got canceled the last couple of years. My brother-in-law is a big Tennessee fan. He's been talk, talking oh, smack to me all, ever since Saturday night. Our game won't even over yet. He's already talking stuff to me. So I was like, and he's coming to his first game in Death Valley. So it's going to be a fun yep. trip. Okay. Well, that's going to be, I hate that it's his first game. It's at 11 a.m. What she could experience the nighttime. What's your, I mean, what's your prediction for the game? I, I think we win. It's going to be a close. I mean, we've been playing like bad the first half, but yeah. I don't know. It's going to be weird because I'm not going to be able to watch. I don't, I'll to be honest with you, I probably, probably will not be watching much of the game. I'll be watching my old coworkers and friends from the yep. my previous life. It's it's been hard to watch games much alone this year, but not look at the sidelines and watching the people who who make, who make it through. possible for sure. And it's so, it, it, was, it was my life for so many for six years, you know, doing it, you know, cutting my teeth. So I know y'all really your listeners probably don't know much about it, but at some so point, yeah, you're have for, me on talking for about those it. that for those that don't know, Neil was uh, equipment manager for LSU football team. All through college, he was on the famous 2019 national championship team. Best buddies with Joe Burrow, probably Justin Jefferson, Jamar, the whole crew. They're coach Neil's o. boys, Leonard Fournette, Coach O. <laughs> uh, we used to run into Leonard Fournette on campus, but yeah, I understand you're going to be at the game, but you're going to be watching your boys do the. Do yeah, the job. I'm, I'm visiting Thursday night for our little for our little pre our our tradition that we always do. I used to always be a part of. It's gonna be fun popping back in as an alumni. It's gonna be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, well, hey, don't stay out too late on Friday night. You got to wake up plenty early to make it to that game. Uh, or you just don't sleep and you let the party. Uh, yeah, go. that works too. That works too. <laughs> well, Neil, it was a pleasure having you on as always. always. So you got you hear heard it heard heard it here first, folks. Chase Elliott to win, 
LSU to win this weekend and Georgia to win the national championship. All your locks from NASCAR, Neil. So, uh, well, Neil, we'll have you on again in a few weeks, maybe when they yeah. make that cut line. Uh, but yeah. besides that, have a good rest of your night. Tune right. into the rest of the stream, buddy. You too. All right, bye, so, guys. So that was NASCAR, Neil. Always fun to have him on the show. Uh, but Tyler, we, we got into the college football talk with him. We might as well go ahead and break right into it. That's what everybody's list, uh, waiting for. So we had some crazy college football games this weekend. What was your craziest that you saw? The craziest was my upset pick uh, last week. I called it once again. I'm 2-0 and in, in the yep, last two yep. weeks. So uh, I think it's uh, – I'm actually not the upset specialist, I think, now. So, <laughs> You're right. As long as I don't lose. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I expected TCU to win this game. But, I, I mean, you're crazy to say that – Put up 55 points against it. Yeah, I didn't defense. expect that. Yeah, that was I didn't crazy. expect that to be like a big of a blowout because at one point it was like 45 to 17. Yeah, I think they scored 41 in the first half. Yeah, so. they did. So, I mean, TCU, I mean, they had an impressive win this past weekend against uh, SMU the prior week before, you know, hosting Oklahoma. And then Oklahoma now is three and two, and they had to face uh, Texas in the Red River game, which always gets a lot of hype. But this year, I mean, if I mean, if you lose, you're out of the Big 12 race already. Because right. if you matter. win, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, it doesn't really matter because, I mean, you can still make it to the Big 12 championship. Uh, Texas's uh, two losses, uh, one of their losses was against Texas Tech and the other was against Alabama. Mm. For Oklahoma's sake, though, their two losses are already in the Big 12. They lost to K-State and TCU. So Oklahoma is already out, in my opinion. I think that Oklahoma State – Kansas or TCU are probably going to be the three teams. So definitely TCU's win at home was very impressive and very, it wasn't really shocking, but just a margin of defeat yeah. was shocking to me. Well, I liked your upset pick, but I was a little weary to take it because, you know, they, yeah, they beat SMU the week before TCU did, but they struggled a little bit and it was a little closer there at the end. And I figured Oklahoma just lost to Kent State uh, or I'm sorry, Kansas State. And they're going to be pretty fired up, and they're going to want to win this game. They're going to prove something. And they just didn't look good. It's Clemson's old defensive coordinator that's the head coach. Yeah, that's what's very shocking. I mean, Brent Venables is defensive-minded himself. You know, Clemson was one of the top ten defenses, as you know, every year that he was there. And now, you know, we have the same problems with this Oklahoma team. They'll – you know, they had the quarterback to to score in this one. You know, Dylan Gabriel was knocked out in this game with an injury – uh, was a target penalty, uh, but you know this Oklahoma team just really looks lost on defense uh, for the fat past couple of weeks. Ever since the Nebraska game, they just look lost. And you know the offense, you know they put up 24 points, but you're not going to win many ball games giving up 55. Exactly. So I mean, it's just shocking. I mean, Oklahoma's always had historically a bad defense, but you would think hiring a defensive-minded coach, like you were saying on coast to coast, that they would have a better defense this year. It just doesn't look like it. Without their quarterback, uh, I don't know. I think Oklahoma may w- try to play victors to Texas spoils, but re- in reality, all Texas is playing for now is to possibly win the Big 12. Uh, it, that Red River rivalry is going to be interesting when they come into the SEC because if they if Arch Manning brings Texas back, they're going to be playing Oklahoma for a spot in the uh, championship. They're going to play Alabama every year, most likely for a spot in the championship. Hopefully, LSU will be beating them every year for a spot in the championship. <laughs> we'll see. But, I mean, that was one of the craziest games. Uh, well, not really a crazy game, more of like a just an upset domination. And then the other upset was Mississippi State over A&M. 
I was, I think, did I pick AM to, or I picked Mississippi State to no, win? Yeah, we all picked Mississippi State. AM just hasn't looked great. They got gifted a win against, uh, against Arkansas. Um, they play Alabama next week, and you never know what's going to happen there. But after last week, I think Alabama is going to absolutely blow the doors off them. What do you think? Yeah, very impressed with Mississippi State in this one. You know, they just got off a win of Bowling Green. A&M, on the other hand, uh, you know, reeling off of a, of a big win in Arlington against Arkansas. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mississippi State just absolutely dominated this game. I mean, Max Johnson really struggled in this one. I mean, the only really offense really going for Texas A&M is Devin A-Chain is the running back. He had over 100 yards rushing once again, uh, but – I mean, Mississippi State and Will Rogers was just very dominant. I think the defense as well, you know, the really the one main play that really took them apart was that uh, that field goal block that Mississippi State ran back uh, for a touchdown. I mean, it, at one point it was 42-14. to 14. It was pretty much over. A&M was able to get a garbage time touchdown. But, man, Mississippi State is definitely deserving of where they're ranked, uh, number 23. They still have, you know, Georgia left on their schedule, Alabama. They have Arkansas at home this week. So, you know, they have, you know, the key, you know, the quality opponents left on their schedule that can pick up some wins. So, honestly, I would not count on this Mississippi State uh, team, you know, to potentially, you know, be a contender in the SEC West. Yeah, for sure. They definitely looked good. The offense was firing. They had 55 plays to A&M's 15 at halftime. <laughs> A&M had 15 offensive plays at halftime. I mean, that is just sorry. All these – A&M's – I mean, I don't understand how they continue to rank A&M in the top ten. And I live in Houston. I have to deal with this all the time. I mean, these A&M – these fans, they come out of the woodwork every year vouching for their team to be ranked top ten. We're going to win the SEC. It's our year. And Jimbo Fisher continues to let them down. He's owed $95 million if they fire him. I don't think they fire him because that's just way too much money. But something I did see – I don't know if you saw this – they towed his truck out of his parking spot when they left to go to Starkville. So he came back and his truck was gone. It was in the tow lot. So, I mean, do you think that was planned? Maybe the tow truck driver knew what was happening and said, you know what, Jimbo, you're out of here, or was it an honest mistake? I, it probably was an honest mistake. And like you said, I, I don't expect them to fire Jimbo anytime soon because that would be a, a hefty pay, like a heavy payout for him to fire him. I mean, Texas A&M, the university has the money, but – like you mentioned, like I really didn't see the hype for Texas A&M in the first place. I know the quarterback competition was between Haynes King and Max Johnson, and those are just average quarterbacks right there. And, you know, the defense right. was supposed to be pretty good, but you just gave up 42 points uh, to Mississippi State. So that's definitely concerning as they face now Bryce Young and, you know, an Alabama cool. offense that just put up 49 points. So. I mean, we think it's going to be Bryce Young. He's day to day right now, but honestly, I wouldn't be too upset if Jalen I mean, Milrow was playing. Yeah, the backup looked pretty good. He had that that long, uh, almost a touchdown run. Yep. Arkansas was able to get him, but I mean, CBS picked this as a primetime game, but honestly, it's going to be a blowout. Yeah, I, I agree with that one. Um, I want to talk about this Jalen Milrow guy. He looks like freaking Derrick Henry Jr. back there playing quarterback. The dude's like six two. Um, a whopping like 220. I mean, he is built and he is basically a running back back there. I was shocked at how good he could throw the ball. And you, you can already tell he can run it. I mean, he's a, basically a running back out of Katy, Texas, not far from my house. I know these Texas a fans, fans are going to be regretting this week that he didn't stay home. Yeah, so. I mean, he's looking very good. I mean, once Bryce Young, uh, Bryce Young is eligible for the NFL draft, so he'll probably be a first rounder this week. But, you know, Alabama you're, you're fans. That don't... Saints tank for Bryce. Well, 
we'll get that to later. <laughs> uh, but, you know, Alabama fans, you know, after Bryce Young, you really got to look forward to the future here. You know, we saw, like, his arm, like you mentioned. He has a cannon of an arm. He can also be, you know, he's fast. Like, hardly no one caught him. Like, yeah, you got especially for being that big. I yeah. was shocked with how fast he was. Yeah, so that's going to be tough for SEC defenses next year and the next couple of years to try and, you know, game plan against that guy because it seems like he can do anything. And especially, you know, he has a build like Derrick Henry. He's going to be tough one to tackle. You know, people always think, oh, Alabama start quarterbacks out. They've got nobody. It's, it, you know, they're done. You got to remember, Alabama puts up so many points every week. They're starting quarterback plays every, or the backup plays every week, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. He's got in-game snaps, even if it's against the second team. Okay, let's kick it back to the Big 12 here for a second. You've got Kansas undefeated, who you have called for vastly to be ranked. Ranked Kansas. They hold off Iowa State to stay unbeaten. Iowa State's kicker missed three field goals. They went 14 and 11. Do you think, still think they deserve to be ranked or are they on the outside looking in this week? Well, Kansas is now officially ranked and they, oh, are they? Okay. Poll. They're at 19 right now. Uh, yeah, that wow. was, that was a very wacky game. I mean, I mean, it was actually good for, for Kansas because I know that their offense has been really legit in the past couple of weeks. And so now that they've shown, you know, in the past, like whenever the offense doesn't show up, they get blown out. That's the whole mm-hmm. Kansas. Now that, you know, the Kansas this season, you know, they won, won a game where their defense really stepped up. I mean, this was an Iowa State team that's been able to put up points. They put up 20 uh, points against a very good Iowa defense. I mean, like you mentioned, uh, the kicker rows continue both in yeah. the collegiate and, and, and the NFL level. This has uh, got to be the most field goals in college and NFL football in a season combined. Yeah, but now, but now you know, Kansas looks forward ahead to – College game day coming to town uh, for Lawrence, and they face none other than TCU, who's also undefeated and ranked in the top twenty-five. So that's going to be a that's going to be a big matchup. I think mm-hmm. whoever wins that will control their destiny to reach uh, the Big Twelve championship. So you got the Big Twelve, three undefeated teams: TCU, Kansas, and Oklahoma State, right? So yeah. Anyone else? Okay. No, so that's it. Big Twelve's looking a lot better than Pac twelve for a playoff <laughs> spot. We'll see what happens there. Uh, they just got to move up in the rankings. Um, another SEC team, we're SEC biased here, don't hate, uh, Kentucky. They gave that game away to Ole Miss. That was a heck of a game. Fumbled twice by the quarterback. That can't happen. Gave up a safety. Ole Miss ends up winning, what was it, 21-19? It was, it was Yeah, 22-19, some wacky score. Yeah, so, I mean, what do, what do you think? I mean, that was Ole Miss's really first test against a good Kentucky team. And Ole Miss takes on – help me out. Who do they play next week? They play uh, Vanderbilt on the road. Okay. Well, never mind. I was going to say maybe they have another tough one. But Vanderbilt had a little bit of a spark there at the beginning of the season. Can't count them out. Uh, what do you think? Is Ole Miss the real deal this year? Are they contending against an Alabama uh, here in a few weeks? Yeah, we talked about it uh, yesterday on College Football Coast Coast. Jacob and I really agree that, you know, everyone was talking about, you know, Arkansas being that team in, in the SEC West. I honestly think it's it's Ole Miss. Then not only do they have the rushing game and the attack on the offensive side, but they also have a good, really good defense. I mean, Will Levis was on a streak of 300-yard passing yards per game. And then, that land shark defense, baby. Yeah, he just gets absolutely there. shut down. I mean, Ole Miss, you know, when he looked at this, was up 14 to nothing in this one. You know, Chris Rodriguez, the return of him for Kentucky. And like you mentioned, the turnovers was just too much. The last four Kentucky drives, four of them were all turnovers. Every yeah, last you drive. 
you can't yeah. win a game. You can't that. you can't win a game. They almost did actually. They you know, Will Levis, you know <laughs> Yeah, he turned it over again. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't get it into the end zone. Well well yeah, and then uh yeah, he found an open receiver. Uh, it was at like the twenty yard line of Ole Miss. So honestly they should have just kicked the field with the goal there, but instead they tried, you know, get too cute on it and you know, Will Levis fumbled and exactly. that was all she wrote. So a very good win uh, for Ole Miss and you know they do have some tough games coming up. You still have, you know, LSU on the road. You do have Alabama at home, so that's good. So I think that, you know, Ole Miss, like Mississippi State, and even possibly LSU if they win this weekend could be a threat to Alabama. Yeah, so you, you talked about turnovers. You can't win a game with that many turnovers. We got to talk about the LSU game. Yeah. We got to talk about it. Honestly, I hate to say this. I hate to say this. Auburn probably should have won that game, but they had four turnovers to our one. So – I mean, that's that to show you, you can't win a game off turnovers. LSU's offense looked abysmal passing-wise, 85 yards passing with two quarterbacks, and we still managed to win. Rushing games looking good. What, what did you think? You talked about it last week. We had to get the running game started early, and we did, and it wasn't all Jaden Daniels. What did you think of the running game last week for LSU? Now, it was surprising, you know, early on we saw a majority of Noah Kane. And then, you know, in the second half we saw John Emery. I mean, that 20-yard touchdown Emory, run. Emery, high step in it. Into step, the end that's zone. just his signature. He's been doing that every every time that he's yep. in the end zone. But that was just a big boy run. And the fact that, you know, he, he got like face the Auburn mask. defender, like he was like turning like this way for a second. Emory basically he, had his helmet on backwards. Yeah. And it still managed to get into the end zone. Yeah, pretty much. But I honestly disagree with you. I think that LSU deserved to win this game. I okay. mean, they were down 17 to nothing. They were dead in the water. I mean, I, I know that you texted me. Like, you called it like, this is going to be another comeback uh, for mm-hmm. LSU. Like, we saw the same thing back in, I believe it was like 2017 when LSU was down 20 to nothing uh, yeah. in that game. And then DJ Chark got that, you know, that punt return. Started. Yeah, so, I mean, this was just a typical LSU-Auburn game. I mean, a lot of people are calling this for be a blowout, but I never saw it. I mean, this is a robbery game. It's it wasn't even there. a blowout when we played them in 2019. We won yeah. by three points with Joe Burrow. Yeah, I mean, um, but it, like it, I mentioned, I mean, Robbie Ashford, you got to give credit to him. I don't know if you watched the broadcast, but it was his birthday uh, that, yep, I saw on that. that day. It was like over-under set in like 10 times. Uh, but, yeah, this was a really good win. I mean, Auburn uh, – you know, won the past two years against this LSU team. Obviously, last year, Bo Nix, uh, you know, running around. making Last LSU plays. game I've been to was that game. Really? I haven't been back since. <laughs> well, it's, we got to make it a one. Hopefully, yeah. it's a win. Yeah. Uh, so. But, yeah, a great win. Uh, obviously, like you mentioned, Jaden Daniels, 85 passing yards. If you're going to beat a t- high-powered Tennessee team, then you can't do that. If you do that same thing, then you're going to get blown out. So, here's, here's my big key uh, for us next week. Playing at home, yeah, it's 11 a.m. game, but we got Tiger Stadium behind us. The offense has got to get started early. The defense has bailed us out the past two SEC games with State and Auburn. We've gone down 13-0 and 17-0. Score, defense scored the first points last week. They had that scoop and score for seven, which was a little iffy there. I was surprised that they gave it to us. I thought it was a pass, and then I just didn't argue it. I was like, oh, okay, that's a touchdown. Cool. We'll take it. Um and then, of course, that's when Jay Daniels kind of kicked it on, drove down the field, scored. Uh, that was a nice little move by him, too. I thought he was throwing it to Mason Taylor out there in the flat, and he could get a little cut back in for a touchdown. Uh, but they scored 21 unanswered points, which is great. But I don't think 21 is going to beat Tennessee. We've got to put up some numbers. 
early, get the running game going, like you were saying, and then let the defense do their job. The defenses looked great all season. Florida State was a little iffy. That was week one. If you think about it, this LSU team is a missed extra point away from an undefeated season right now. That's hurt. That hurts because they've got us ranked at 25, finishing like second to last in the SEC West. We missed an extra point, and we missed a field goal to end that Florida State game, and we're 4-1. and one. So what, what do you – what do you think about that? Do you think we keep it rolling versus Tennessee? I know Wade picked Tennessee to win, but that's okay because when all three of us pick LSU to win, it doesn't work out good. So we'll let him take the the sacrifice on that one. But what do you think? What are uh, what are our keys? Or who's who? What's your score prediction? We'll go with that. Yeah, I'm going to give my keys first. I okay. love to give the keys to the game since I'm just a big analyst right there, baby. Uh, keys, keys, keys. But like you mentioned, I mean. This LSU offense is in need of a, of a fast start. I mean, this is a high-powered Tennessee offense. They rank in the top three in, in all of NCAA. Hinton Hooker it pretty much is a, the same build, uh, but, uh, you know, more bulkier uh, than Jane Daniels. He can – he's a he really, take some hits. He's a really good passer. You had over 400 yards passing uh, against Florida the last time out, and then he had over 100 yards. That he was their lead rusher. So – yeah, LSU's defense is going to be in for a long, mm-hmm. long day. I think it's 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 definitely going to be a high scoring shootout. I think that LSU's offense will be able to match. I think, like you mentioned, like you said, like the running game was the key for the Auburn game. I think in this one, the passing game has to get going. You got to find your guys. Kayshawn Butte, he's non-existent on yeah. the football field. I think this lately. is where this is where you're going to see him step up. I think that Malik Neighbors is also going to have a big game. Mm-hmm. Looks like Jane Daniels, that's his favorite target as yeah. well. But like you mentioned, it's at home. I'm going to give us the win here. I think that it's at Death Valley. Um, it was a crazy game that Tennessee, you know, remember last time back in 2010 yep. that they came here with uh, 13 men on the field and then uh-huh. – I it's I believe it was Spencer Ridley somebody I think it was I don't remember the running back was, at the time it was Jordan Jefferson who was quarterback yeah and that just just tell you everything right but now. Uh, I'm gonna give us 35 31 win I think that okay. we, this is gonna be you know the the you know the program building win that Brian Kelly needs and he's gonna you know look forward to to building that in this season look Brian Kelly I know you're listening to the show right now okay put. Jack Besh back at tight end. Let him play tight end. He is a matchup nightmare against the linebackers. Sure, Mason Taylor is good and he can catch, kind of catch the ball. He can't block. He barely catches the ball half the time, but he's Jane Daniels' favorite target for some reason. Put Jack Besh in at tight end. Let him run in the short routes. Let him run the flats, and that'll be great. You can just feed him, open Boote up for the long – or I'm sorry, booty, as we've been corrected. <laughs> open booty up for the long touchdowns and just – just let your boy cook back there. I, 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 tell, I text you this every game because it's like the first uh, possession, flats to Mason Taylor, he drops it. I text you every week, put Jack Besh back in at tight end. I will not get off that eye horse. I want him back at tight end. So, so. Uh, one more thing uh, about Tennessee before we go on. I think, you know, we're looking at the first uh, couple of weeks, you know, they played Pittsburgh and Florida, and, you know, their defense uh, really struggled against Florida. I mean – Tennessee mm-hmm. really – It was a high-scoring game. It was a high-scoring game. Anthony Richardson uh, was the leading passer in that one. He had over 400 yards passing. That's mm-hmm. why the pass game is crucial. I think that the weakness for this Tennessee defense is in the secondary. There's a lot of young guys there. Same thing with LSU. There's a lot of young guys on that defense as well. So, if the passing game can get going, then they have a chance. Uh, but, you know, 
and you can't just put it all in the running game. You have right. to, you know, take deep shots because you might have to do score for score because Tennessee's offense is going to be able to score. Jaden's got to hit his looks. He's got to look at different yeah. receivers. And you can't just take off and run every time. He Two weeks ago, he did a good job of that. Last week, it was a little iffy. I did see him go through his progression some, but it just the flow of the game, the running game worked better. And we got out with the win. So this week, Jaden, if you're, I know you're watching down there in Baton Rouge. Look at your guys, okay? Let look at your guys and let it fly. All right. So that's our our little LSU prediction. Tyler's got the, the Tigers taking on the dub over the Volunteers. Um, we can't we can't leave out Futch, even though he's working. Penn State was a little slow against Northwestern this week, but they got the win. He still got the beard. I didn't have to shave my beard to a mustache which I was talking with him today. He was like, oh, no, if they lose Tennessee this week, you have to shave. I was like, uh-uh, Fudge. It was a one-week bet because I'm not – I don't plan on shaving it. But it's either Penn State. But you think they can still beat Ohio State after what you saw last weekend? Yeah, I was looking at that score, too, you know, to figure out what went wrong in that game against Penn State. And I figured what went wrong. Mother Nature was not in, in Penn nope. State's or Northwestern's favor. It was a torrential downpour. Uh, it was the remnants of Hurricane Ian and it made its way up to the Northeast. Uh, definitely our thoughts and prayers go out to the state of Florida as they're recovering from that. We sure know mm-hmm. what For sure. they're going yeah. through uh, with the storms that we've been through. But, you know, Penn State, I'm not really worried about them, you know, once they, you know, they got a lot of turnovers both on these teams. I mean, Penn State had five turnovers and Northwestern had three. So this was just a defensive onslaught. I mean, Mother Nature, you know, the the passing games couldn't get going, so they had to turn yep. to, to Nick Singleton once again. So Penn State's going to go in the bye week, uh, still undefeated. They're now uh, in the top ten right at number ten. And then, you know, this is where their season is really going to be in the next three weeks. You have Michigan on the road, Minnesota at home. And then you have the big one, Ohio State. So even if you go like two and one or even undefeated, then they could probably potentially be a Big Ten East winner. Or Honestly, if you go three and oh, you might be the number one team in land right there. Yep. So if you want to, you mentioned the Hurricane Ian Relief. If you want to donate for Hurricane Ian Relief, you can go on over to redcross.org and donate if you're able to. But yeah, our thoughts and prayers go out to them for sure. It impacted a lot of games, but in the end, we just hope that everybody. It's able to recover from this because, as Tyler mentioned, we have a lot of experience with our hurricanes being from where we're at. So, okay, that was our, our college football. Um, our college football recap and look forward into next week was brought to you by Fanatics. You can use our link below. Uh, you know, we, we love being affiliates with Fanatics. I'm on there all the time looking at their daily deals. I don't know what the coupon code is right now. Tyler can pull it up here in a second. New coupon code every day. Um, I'm looking to buy, to get an, a new LSU polo. You know, I've got all the ones from college. I need some new updated gear. Now that I've got a job, making some money. Maybe we'll get some money from this podcast. We can all get us some sick polos going forward. Uh, but Tyler, what's the daily code on Fanatics right now? The daily code is FALL, F-A-L-L, all uppercase. And you have three hours and 23 minutes uh, before that. But yep. don't worry about it. I mean, Fanatics is always doing daily deals you can get up to pretty much 65 percent off side wide every day so a very good side and they definitely have some good gear especially you know the college football season underway nfl and then mlb you know postseason coming up so definitely a good exactly. time to get your gear right now yeah and if you use our link it takes you directly to the college uh football website and you if you want you can navigate to any team from there but 
Go on over to fanatics.93n6tx.net slash scramble and use our link. Help us out. Uh, we're, we're so happy to be affiliates with Fanatics. So moving on uh, from our college football recaps, we've got our upset picks for the week. So you mentioned your upset pick of TCU versus Oklahoma. You were right. I had Alabama. Uh, I had Arkansas over Alabama. I was unfortunately wrong. It was I was looking like I was going to be right there for a split minute, and then it went the other way. Um, Wade had Kentucky over Ole Miss. He was also wrong. Uh, <laughs> remind me who Jacob had. Oh boy, I can't even remember honestly. Oh, Iowa over Michigan. Yeah, he was also well, wrong. <laughs> Rough week for one us. and three. But we'll see, we'll see if we can uh, get it back. We'll have to get their upset picks as well. That way we can put out that weekly graphic that we do. Hey, we're at a 500, 7 and 7. We went 4 and 0, 4 and 2, and 1 and 3. 7 and 7 through 3 weeks. Not bad. Pretty good. I want to get back to hey, Jeff Wilson just scored in the Monday night football game. He's my starting running back. Yeah, we definitely get to some fantasy football talk once we get to NFL, that's for yes, sure. For sure. So, there's been a lot of uh things going on. But 7 and 7 and upset picks. So, looking good. Tyler, who's your upset pick this week? My upset pick is I'm going to put my trust on my alma mater here. I'm going to put Tennessee on upset alert. I think, you know, LSU, this is what I said at College Football Coast to Coast. It can be 6 a.m., 11 a.m., or midnight. LSU fans are going to be wild. It's going to be they loud. They are drunk at 11 a.m. I can yes, promise you. They're going to be either drinking their mimosas or they're going to be just drinking their, their Bud Light or Daddy Lights or, you know, if they, you know, head on down to – of the value brewing company they'll be drinking that as well but i'm gonna put uh, the volunteers uh i did a preview on gridiron heroics uh i had this one as a win i just felt like this was you know it was sandwiched in between two games you know this they're coming off a physical game and then tennessee has the advantage in this one they're coming off of a bye but it's in death valley uh it's hard to beat uh i think it's going to be the same environment like it was last year uh, against florida it was the yep. same pretty much uh atmosphere uh, 11 a.m. It was rowdy. It was a high score and shootout. So I think it's going to be similar to that game. I don't think it's going to get into the 40s, but I'm going to go with LSU upsetting Tennessee. I like to hear it. I like to hear it. So my upset pick this week as a team that's also played LSU, and they actually beat LSU week one. We got Florida State taking on NC State. NC State lost to Clemson last week. I had NC State winning the ACC. They sure don't look like it, but they're still ranked. Florida State is moving up in the rankings. They're uh, four and one so far. I think Florida State's going to get it done. Their quarterback has been playing great lately, and I think with this being a big ACC matchup, they're able to to get the win over NC State while they're still licking their wounds over Clemson. So upset picks brought to you by our other sponsor, Righteous Felon Jerky. You can head on over to RighteousFelon.com to get your jerky fix. Use code OCSN for fifteen percent off. I got to order some more. I ran out. Normally, I have a bag to show y'all, but I've eaten it all. So, but especially if you do build their bundle, you get like three or six bags, get 10% off. Use our code for 15% off, get 25% off. And you know how that all works. We're all about the deals here on Sports Scramble. So, you go over to RighteousFelon.com, use promo code OCSN to get 15% off. And if anybody, you know, misses these promo codes on our show, we're tweeting them out every week on Twitter. We're doing little fun things with uh, with our sponsors. So, all right, Tyler. Last thing for college football before we head on over to the to the pros. Well, first, before we get to this, 
How do you feel about these Aaron Judge cut-ins on our college football games? I hate I, it. I hate it too. Especially, you know, the like the last couple of weekends, it's really been like he's been walked quarter. every freaking yeah. at bat. Nobody cares. I was watching the Tulane Houston game. It, the damn game was literally, you know, in the fourth it quarter. A, it went into like double overtime, yeah, and they're showing right. Aaron Judge at bat. Yeah, you know, Houston was up, Tulane was driving. Uh, Tulane ended up winning that game. That mm. kept a win for Tulane. I mean, that's yeah, big that's time a team that's going to be making some noise. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if I'm gonna if I wanted to watch, you know, the Yankees and Aaron Judge, I would be going watch the Yankees and Aaron Judge. So ESPN, stop with this bull crap of trying to you know force Aaron Judge on me. If he gets 62 home runs, congratulations for him. But I'm watching college football in the fall. Yeah. So what they originally were doing was like just taking the game off the the uh, screen and putting up the Yankees game. And I was like, what? And now they've gotten to where it's like a picture in picture. Yeah, it's a split screen. A little better. But no, look, if he hits the home run, just show it on the like commercial break. Show the replay. Okay. Because I promise you, if you're watching a college football game, you don't care what Aaron Judge does. You can check Twitter or Sports Center later that night and see that he hits the 62nd home run in the AL. It's not like it's the all time record, it's the AL record, which, yeah, is impressive. But. No one wants to see Aaron Judge pop onto your screen when your team's driving about to win the game like Tulane was doing. So that's all I got to say about that. I'll hop off my soapbox. Playoff predictions. Who do you got? Way too early, but who do you got for a playoff prediction? Yeah, it's mine is very drastically changed. Uh, I'm going to have uh, two of the teams that are not there anymore. I'm going to have some new faces. Uh, number one is going to be the Alabama Crimson Tide. I think that they're going to be undefeated. I think that, you know – a lot of people were very concerned with this team after the Texas game. I'm not concerned with them anymore. They're playing like the Alabama, like usual. They're just blowing the doors off of Arkansas. Uh, now they get A&M, which they'll probably blow the doors off of them. So I think they're really next test. Uh, obviously, you know, I want to say, you know, the LSU game because, you know, the LSU played them close last year when LSU sucked. Uh, and then I think that the Ole Miss game, that's probably going to be their best, uh, you know, their best uh, chance uh, to get upset. Uh, but I'm going to go Alabama one. I'm actually going to go change it up here. I, I, I changed this up. I thought about it. The more I, I did like Ohio State, uh, but they do play Penn State uh, on the road in Happy Valley. You know that mm-hmm. crowd is very raucous. So I think that Penn State is going to ultimately get into the playoff. I think that they either split the games between Michigan and Ohio State uh, or just go undefeated. So I think that's going to be enough to vault them in. And then I'm going to go three Clemson. I don't really see them losing a game at this point. They got the majority of their hard games out of the way. I think the only teams that can that could potentially beat them is Florida State uh, and Notre Dame left on their schedule. But I have them going undefeated, win the ACC. They're pretty much a lock right now, in my opinion. And number four, I'm going to go the USC Trojans. I think they finally get it done. It's either going to be between the, the Big 12 champion winner, which I could see being Oklahoma State, I just think that with USC and their offense, uh, I potentially could see them losing at Utah, but Utah has been an up-and-down team. But I'm going to go with USC getting that last spot. So I've changed mine in the past 20 seconds on what I told you at the beginning of the show. <laughs> I've got Georgia 1, okay, Ohio State 2. We're going to go Oklahoma State 3. I think they're going to be the winners of the Big 12. And like you said, it's going to come down to the Pac-12 and the Big 12. I think the Big 12 has a tougher strength of schedule. They'll get in. Then four, we're going to go Clemson. I think they are they may drop a game, but I think they'll, they'll sneak in again. Uh, so, as you noticed, Alabama is not included in that list. 
because I think not only does LSU beat them oh. come November 6th or 7th, I think Ole Miss beats them as well, and they drop two games, and it ends up being, okay, if I won a perfect world, LSU's in the SEC West for the playoffs, uh, but it's probably going to be Ole Miss playing Georgia, and I think Georgia takes the cake on that one. But I could see Ole Miss dropping a game uh, before the end of the season. Uh, to who? I don't know yet. But we got Georgia, Ohio State, Oklahoma State, and Clemson are my top four this year. It's probably going to change next week, but we'll see. So let's get into some NFL talk. We had last Thursday night our boy Joey B with the Bengals, Jamar Chase taking on Tua and Jalen Waddle. So it was like 2019 all over again. Uh, Tua had a scary head injury. Gets hit, hits his head on the ground. He's in like a, a seized up position, obvious, obvious concussion, uh, stretchered off to the nearest hospital. Tyler, he had the same thing happen the week before, and they cleared him to play this week. And since then, that doctor that cleared him has been fired by the NFL Players Association. They've had a whole new thing open up with NFL, uh, NFL PA and NFL and the concussion protocol. What are your thoughts on this? I mean, obviously, Tua shouldn't have been out there, but what do they need to do? I guess it's football. I mean, things happen, but you got to know the signs for concussion. What do you think they need to do to better protect some of these players? And the yeah, same thing happened with LSU. You can talk about that with the first play of the game, kickoff. Yeah, you got to take these things more seriously. I know that, you know, the Dolphins were undefeated at the time. They were trying to stay undefeated, you know, and beat the Bengals. But, you know, you got to put that all aside. I mean, I know that we root for these guys. They're professional players. But they, these guys are still humans. They're just like us. I mean, it was just a very scary injury. I mean, Tua, you know, in the last week when we were talking about on the show, you know, how he was like, you know, woozy and you know, yep. barely, you stumbled, know, fell to the ground. Off the field, oh, uh, you know, and, you know, you saw the report like, okay, Tua has been clear. Like, okay, so he, he's good to go. Well, obviously he wasn't going to go. So I'm good. Glad that, that you know, that doctor is fired and yep. won't have to do that again. So. Um, it's already been deemed that uh, Tua won't play uh, this weekend. Uh, so, you know, prayers up for him. I know Tua in, in college has been dealing with injuries. He, it's just it's just very bad. He's a very talented player. So hopefully he can get healthy, uh, and that way the Dolphins uh, can have a good year and, you know, compete for, you know, AFC East title. Yeah, and we had some good news out of LSU with Sevian Banks. Uh, well, not great news, but he's not – it's not life-threatening. He, yeah. you know – Mostly, I don't think they said if he sustained a concussion. I'm sure he did, based on that hit on the kickoff um, stretcher. I think it's like a spinal cord. Yeah, bruise. so he's he's, he's got a spinal cord. Yeah, five, spinal six cord weeks. bruise out for next five to six weeks. Expected to make a full recovery, so that's good. I haven't heard the same thing. It was a scary weekend for this because the same thing happened in the Saints game when they played the Vikings, um, and it was actually on the other side of the ball. Taysom Hill lowered uh, lowered his shoulder into the Vikings defender and. Out and knocked the guy out. He got stretched to the hospital over there in London. I have, I'm sure he's okay, uh, but I haven't heard any update on that. So, just a lot of scary things happening this weekend with concussions. They've got to take these things more serious because a concussion is going to last with you for the rest of your life. Yeah. Um, so it, it's yeah, like you mentioned, Tua had a lot of injuries in college, and those are lingering. But something with your head, you can't mess with that. So I'm glad to see that they held him out this week. Uh, but we mentioned the Saints. I pray for the Saints. Uh, we need we need some help. One and three so far. Two games or that game was a game of doinks, missed field goal by Will Lutz, sixty-one yards. 
say what you want to say. The refs, uh, you know, screwed us out of it. We need to draft a referee next year in the draft. However it is to get us a win, Tyler, what must the Saints do to turn this season around? I tell you what, this team looks very lost without Sean Payton as their head coach. I mean, I'm not saying that Dennis, Dennis Allen's like the worst head coach, uh, but you could just see, like, it's it's just a different feeling, especially on the offensive side. I mean, just for four straight weeks, just been a slow start after a slow yeah. start. I mean, they got lucky, honestly, to win the, the first week. They should be 0-4. They, they got lucky in the, four, in the fourth quarter against Atlanta. They came back, and then, you know, the, the past couple of weeks, they, they just get blown out. I mean, honestly, the Minnesota game I know is close, but they were down – we was like 16 to seven in that game. But, and, you know, Andy Dalton, you know, played v- very well in this one. He was, had no turnovers. And then the running game without Kamara, I mean, Latavius Murray had a good game over 70 yards and, and a score. So I know that, you know, some fans are saying like, oh, we should tank, we should tank. Well, the bad news is the Philadelphia Eagles have our first round pick. So yep. it doesn't even matter what we do. So the Eagle fans are probably hoping that we, you know, suck and, you know, get like the number one overall pick. I know that Eagles fans on the network are hoping for that. But yep. a lot of – I think that the defense, you know, they've been fine. I mean, they held, you know, a Minnesota Viking offense. Uh, you know, that's explosive to 28 points. Uh, but, you know, it's just, you know, I don't know, the defense – it's just this team is just so bad right now. <laughs> I don't yeah, know I mean, it's, it's hard when you lose. Okay, the past two years, we've lost Drew Brees, who's the best Saints player to ever walk the face of the earth. And then you lose Sean Payton, who's the best Saints coach that they've ever had. And it's like you lose your identity like that. And I, I didn't expect to win a Super Bowl, but I expected something a, a little more. I mean, this is a talented team. It just looks like there's no clear leader at head coach right now. Right. And what do you th- – I, I like – I know the move to Andy Dalton was kind of forced considering Jameis basically has a broken back. But I liked having him in there. He's got a little more experience. He's a little bit of a passer. So he started off slow, but he start, he got the game going towards the end of the game. Um, and we ended up kicker woes. The whole NFL knows about it. I mean, Will Lutz hit a 60-yarder, perfect. And then this one double doinks off the field goal post in the side, and it just doesn't go in. So – I don't know. Who, who did the Saints play next week? They play the Seahawks. So, honestly, I hate, I hate to say it's early, but that feels like a must win because guess who you have coming to the Dome after that? The Cincinnati Bengals. So, mm. that's a team, you know, they started off 0-2, and now that they won two consecutive, especially against a good Miami team. So, if you yeah. don't win against Seattle and Geno Smith uh, at home in the Dome, then, I mean, I could see this team going 1-5 one in, one in to start the season if they yeah. don't win next week. Cincinnati feels like a must win for sure, especially since uh, Seattle. That Cincinnati game is going to be rocking. You yeah. got everybody coming back to see Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, and you got off, obviously the Saints fan in New Orleans. So that's going to be crazy. Did you and Wade get tickets for it? I don't think so. Okay, well, you're going to be playing a high penny for those tickets. Yeah. <laughs> well, honestly, it might go down, especially if the Saints lose again. True, true, but it is Louisiana's yeah. golden. It's going to be a Bengal takeover. I mean, there, I mean, there's probably going to be there's going to be Saints, Saints fans and Bengals jerseys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're going to have like split down the middle. They're going to like if the Bengals are winning, they'll put on the jersey, and then for whatever team who's winning. Yeah. So another person who didn't have a lot of luck would be myself and my parlay I had this week. You helped me pick it. It was so so close. I should have stuck with the three team parlay. I had Arizona to win, Atlanta to win. Philadelphia to win, Green Bay to cover. Guess what? Atlanta starts – or Philly starts off slow, down 14 nothing. I'm like, ah, oh, here we go. 
<laughs> I decided to ride with the network. They're all a bunch of Philly fans, and it's going to bite me in the butt. Nope, they come back and win. Great. Atlanta, same thing. They're up to nothing. Browns come back. I was like, great. Atlanta's going to choke it away like they always do. They end up kicking a field goal as time expires to win the game. Awesome. All right, let's move on to the afternoon. Arizona, <laughs> Kyler Murray has got to stop playing Call of Duty and start. That, that's why it was in his contract. They came out and said it wasn't in there. No, that, that dude doesn't know. I get it like he's playing. I get it why, yeah. you know, this film study was in the contract. This man's been too busy playing Call of Duty. I shouldn't have he drafted does, him. He does not know what's going on on that football <laughs> field. But he turned it on there towards the end of the game, and they beat Carolina. Okay. We got Green Bay Packers at the time playing the second-string quarterback for New England. Well, he gets hurt in the first quarter. Okay, they're playing the third-string quarterback. He's a rookie, isn't he? Yeah, rookie out of Western Kentucky. He broke Joe Burrow's passing touchdown. That's he had right. Like he's six. They go into overtime. My the cover. They're favorited nine and a half, and I'm like, that's a lot, but it doubled my parlay money. It doubled my odds to plus nine hundred. I was like, okay, it's in Lambeau. They've struggled, but Aaron Rodgers, he's going to play good. We've got a third string quarterback for New England. What do they do? They take it in overtime and kick a field goal to win the game. So I hit three out of the four teams. I get no money, and Chet's betting woes are backed out. So, but that's just a little little rant I wanted to go on. Okay, Tyler's fantasy football corner. We haven't done it in a while. You got anything for us this week? Yeah, uh, definitely uh, some news, uh, especially out of Denver, Javante Williams. So it's looking like if you're a fantasy manager of Melvin Gordon now, Melvin Gordon does have a has a fumbling problem. He, uh, he did does. fumble uh, this past weekend against the Raiders. Uh, five times in his past 44 yeah, carries. Five times. Fumbled. But honestly, you know, I know that they're fumbling a problem, but he's going to be the RB1 now with Javante Williams. I think you. I wouldn't be surprised if the Denver Broncos do go out into the free agency market and try and get another uh, just to, you know, to get some insurance and, and some depth because, you know, Melvin Gordon can't run it on every down. Exactly. Uh, so he has shown, you know, the capabilities of that. And then Cordero Patterson, we uh, saw today that he's on the injured reserve. So I would go ahead that and hurts up, as well. Uh, Tyler Algier, he's the rookie mm-hmm. running back out of BYU. He's pretty much, you know, a do-it-all running back. He can, you know, he's a pass-catching back, one of the best pass-catching backs I've seen in a while. And then he can also, you know, run it. So, I mean, Atlanta's offense is really good. They put up 20 points uh, in each game that they played uh, this season. So, those are the two uh, really big news uh, this week. Uh, but I know that uh, you and I are on a losing skid. You're now probably going to be two and two. And I'm over here, the fantasy ex- dub fantasy expert sitting at one and three. My team's struggling as can be. It's just how the cookie crumbles sometimes, Tyler. Oh, I, uh, it's it's rough. And I feel bad because in our friends league where I'm, my, I'm managing my wife's team, she's 0 and 4. So well, <laughs> I, I, got, was the, I was the culprit of uh, that fourth loss. Yeah. So we got to figure something out. I told her, you know what? I've been trying to help like here. Let's start this person. Start this first. No, I'm just going to let her pick because clearly I know nothing. If we're 0-4, I know nothing. Um, but it's funny you say uh, Melvin Gordon owners in our league where I have Cordero Patterson, which I have him in like three of my leagues. So that hurts. I have Cordero. He's on IR. He's coming out. I have Melvin Gordon sitting on the bench. He's going in. So let's ride with Melvin. Let's put some more pine tar on his gloves and let him roll. I wanted to ask you, I heard this on the radio. It was a pretty interesting topic. Who do you think's had the better season, Russell Wilson or Geno Smith? Honestly, I hate to say it, but Geno Smith. 
I mean, Russell Wilson has not been cooking at all. No, I mean, ever since he said Broncos country, let's ride. The Broncos have, I mean, not been good. I mean, they've lost this past week until what, 0 and 3 uh, Las Vegas team. So, what are they now? Like one and two on the season? They lost to the Seahawks on the road and then they got the win in week two. So now, yeah, they're they're two and two. Yeah, they're two and two. Excuse me. I I get lost with all the schedule. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that you know Geno Smith, you know he got the win, so I got to say he's he, he's having a better season so far. But I think that, you know Russell Wilson, he'll he'll get it going eventually. I just think that he has to build some more chemistry uh, with his receivers. So Seattle's looking like they made out like bandits on this trade, yeah. Because not only do they not have to pay Russell Wilson Russell Wilson two hundred fifty million dollars, they get like four first round picks. They get four first round picks. They got a pretty decent quarterback Geno Smith that's winning them some games uh for I don't even know what his salary is I mean he may be working himself to a race but for right now they are rocking and rolling I heard so their defense is really what's keeping it in it and if you think about it this is back to like the Legion of Boom days where Russell Wilson was still developing he was a good quarterback but he still was figuring it out and they relied on their defense and their running game that's what's happening in Seattle right now so I'm with you on that one. I think Geno Smith is having a much better season with Russell Wilson. And, yeah, Russell Wilson will get it figured out. But I think at the end, Geno's going to have the better numbers. So, yeah. well, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. You got anything else for us on the, uh, on the fantasy football corner? No, I, I just feel like, you know, this is like, you know, the past couple of years, you know me, I've been at the top of the, of the league. So, it's kind of, you know, interesting. You're going to have to battle back. I'm going to have to, you know, battle some adversity. I think that, you know – there's like three guys that I think that I can look at on my team. You know, Alvin Kamara has been out. I, I texted you. I woke up late uh, since the game. Uh, woke was up. in London. Yeah, I was in London at 830. Um, uh, but, yeah, that you know, Kamara, as long as he's hurt, then I definitely have an RB hole. I do have Melvin Gordon, so he's probably going to be uh, put in one of my flex spots. Uh, but another guy, you know, Jamar Chase, he was my first-round pick, you know. He's only had like one game in the twenties. Like I expect him, you know, be like fifteen plus. But he he's been off and on. And then Kyler Murray is just you know he's Kyler Murray ain't Kyler Murray this year. He's not he's not the Kyler Murray that I've been drafting the past couple of years. So I'm I'm one and three, and now I have to face Jacob, who will also be one and three. So that's pretty much the toilet bowl. And whoever loses that battle, and, battle and of we, the co-hosts. I mean, the sports scramble is on a losing streak. You're about to be two and two. Jacob and I are one and three, and then poor old Wade is about to be zero and four. So this is a rough fantasy year for us. I think I'm two and two in every single league I'm in. I'm in four, <laughs> and I think I'm two and two in every single one. Of them, Better so. than where uh, we're all at, that's yeah. for sure. I'd rather get two wins and have one win right now. But I mean, if you look at our league right now, I mean, you'll you'll probably have two teams that are four zero. You'll have now like three teams one and three. So I mean, I don't know. Like I just feel like this year in fantasy, like. The only first-round pick that's been sure is Cooper Cup. All the other ones have been bust. Yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about. Jonathan Frickin' Taylor. <laughs> what are you doing, man? What are the What are the Colts doing? Why is Matt Ryan still the starting quarterback? Okay, put somebody else in. Put Jonathan Taylor in at quarterback and just let the kid eat. Now he's hurt, so I'm probably not even going to start him this week because he's going to have a limited snap count. He, like, sprained his knee or something. Uh, so, I don't know. I just don't know what to do. I drafted him first. I should have taken Cooper Cup. Listen to good old Cooper. But no, I, I got greedy. I went with Jonathan Taylor, and he's sucking it up. He had two points last week. He had four points the week before. I think he had eight the week before that. The first week he had 20 points, and that's it. So 
I mean, you got, got you got Melvin Gordon outscoring Jonathan Taylor. He's not even the running back one. So he's about to be my running back one on my fantasy football team. That's all I have to say about that. But Tyler's fantasy football corner, maybe we'll turn it around. It's brought to you by Norsebeards.com. Had to make the football one brought to you by Norsebeards since the Saints played the Vikings. The Vikings have great beards. So fantasy football corner this week is brought to you by Norsebeards. Head on over to Norsebeards.com. Enter promo code OCS for 25% off all your beards and needs. My beard was looking thick. I had to trim it because it was getting a little crazy. But I've been using that beard oil. It's growing thick. It gets a nice shine. I know you got a little bit of goatee there. But we got to get fletching on the beard oil because it's Pitt State. And the Lions are just rolling. And he ain't going to be shaving for the rest of the season. So, Tyler, one last uh, NFL football question for you. Way too early Super Bowl prediction. Who do you got? Yeah, I know that uh... – a couple of weeks ago before the season started, we ran through all the divisions and my Super Bowl winner was the Chargers. I really don't really see uh, a difference in changing that. Uh, I'm still going to roll with the Chargers. Uh, I know, you know, the Chiefs are looking very good uh, as well. They're probably like my my 1A and 1B pick. Uh, I know that, you know, the Chargers lost to the Chiefs. That was their lone loss. Uh, but I think still believe in Justin Herbert and this offense and their defense you know, has been looking strong. I know they just gave like 25 points to the Texans. So that's definitely concerning going forward. Uh, but on the NFC, I'm going to go with the Eagles. I just feel like the Eagles are, are the best team in the NFC by far. I think that Jalen Hurts is playing like an MVP type level. Uh, and I think that their, their, their defense, especially with adding Chauncey Gardner Johnson, just, you know, just added to that secondary that was already loaded. So this is a loaded team. I think it's going to be Eagles and Chargers uh, at the end. And right now, I have to go with the Eagles taking it all. You're stealing my pick. You're trying to you're trying to get some some uh, brownie points with the network. Well, no, you? I'm just saying that the Eagles <laughs> are the best team in the NFC. I mean, yep, I agree with you on that one. You hear that old city sports network? All your Eagle shows. We're giving you love. We're buying into the Eagle hype train. I've got the Eagles taking on the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I mean, I agree with you. The Eagles are the best team in the NFC right now. Four and zero. Jalen Hurts is cooking. I mean. Let the big dog eat. I did they, call that. Didn't yes. I say that? You said Jalen Hurts was going to be one of the best quarterbacks be for fantasy best, this year. One of the best quarterbacks in fantasy. They're all leading the, the NFL in rushing right now. Yeah. I mean, all all around a pretty good, a good team. Defense is looking good. I'm going with the Eagles uh, taking on the Chiefs, possibly winning that Super Bowl. Um, I mean, but if the Chiefs break out all those trick plays they brought out last night, that was a heck of a trick play to the tight end. We got to talk about that. What did you What did you see on that play? That was just awesome. Yeah, that one play to Clyde was just was just yeah, something else. The little like basketball yeah. pass into the end yeah. Zone. That it was just like I mean Patrick Mahomes. I mean it's just Patrick Mahomes. I don't know what people are thinking. Like I even saw like like in the fantasy world, like people are like, "Don't draft Patrick Mahomes." I was like, "What are you talking about? I don't care if you know if." You know, some stick figures, their wide receiver or not. I mean, they're going to make it happen. I just feel like this Chiefs offense is not honestly not really skipping a beat with Tyreek Hill. I mean, they just put up 42 points, people, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And the Buccaneers' defense is not no slap. So they're a top 10 defense. So, I mean, this Chiefs offense and team is very legit. Obviously, their one loss is against the Colts, which honestly, I don't know how they lost that game. The Colts are terrible. That's another. Jonathan Taylor only had eight points that game. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, the Chiefs are going to be a real deal in the AFC. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. So that wraps up our NFL talk. We got a little sports headlines around the sports world. MLB, Shohei Otani signs a one-year $30 million deal. Largest deal for a player. I forget the term. It's just a fancy word that sports center is using. 
Uh, but he's a free agent next year. One year, $30 million. Do you think the Angels resign him? I think uh, it's going to be a hefty paycheck. I mean, you already have Mike Trout there, so you're mm-hmm. going to have to spend a lot of money. I think that the Angels will be able to afford him. I think uh, that he will probably test the free agency market at some point. I know with a one-year deal, uh, it's called arbitration. I think that's the term. That's, that's the term, deal. arbitration. Uh, yes. They put him down for arbitration, so he's going to be one more year. That's like a team that I want. just want to make the playoffs. I want Otani and, and Trout in the playoffs. Just this, this pitching they des- staff. Has just Trout deserves the to go to the playoffs i mean yeah. it's just it's it's painful to watch so but yeah continue on but i think uh, you know the angels would be stupid to not resign him i think it's going to be you know like the biggest contract that we see in baseball because you know he can do anything he's a pitcher he's you know an elite hitter so i think that this is going to be like arguably like the biggest contract that we've ever seen in mlb does mike trout still hold the largest contracts or has that been broken I think so, but we could see Aaron Judge uh, break that in a couple of years. Uh, They'll probably be cutting to him signing every time he goes to lift up a pen. Boom, Aaron Judge camp. Is he going to yeah. sign the contract? <laughs> yeah, they're going to cut it whenever you have like a big-time matchup on ESPN. Yeah. So, question you asked before the show, worst sports team chance? I'll give you mine. It rhymes with the company that just sponsored our football segment. The Vikings and they're cool. They look like a bunch of Pelicans flapping their wings. Like I only hate it because they did it after the miracle in Minnesota, Minnesota miracle. The whole stadium's out there doing this, woo, woo. and they, you know, they beat the Saints. I just don't like it. Not a fan of the chant. Tyler, what's yours? Mine is not just one sport chant. It's just the whole entire thing of this university is Texas A&M. I hate every chant that they do. They, like, freaking bend over and, like, hey. Like, what are y'all doing? Like, I don't know. It's just a stupid thing. I didn't, I know that a lot of people hate the whooping suey chant, but I honestly like it. I mean, I like when they were, like, they call the hogs. I even do it with them, and I'm an LSU fan. So Texas a and has got some weird I think, you know, Texas A&M is just a, it's a weird – Weird place in general. They call it a cult for a reason. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I just don't get their chance that they do it. It's <laughs> so, so we've got the skull. And and then the hey. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. Worst, worst chance. Texas yeah. A&M in the middle. We'll, we'll have to put that as a poll question uh, on, on our yeah, Spotify. Yeah, I'll have to throw it up there on Spotify. <laughs> uh, last little nugget. Literally a nugget. Literally. The Denver dug its mascot, Rocky Whatever he is, I don't know what he is. I don't know what he is. He makes six hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars a year to be a mascot. Sign me up. I'll move to Denver tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, I can do whatever they want me to do. I'll do backflip, front flip. I'll do the skull chant in the, in the thing. I mean, I don't care what it is. For six hundred twenty-five thousand dollars a year to wear a costume for eighty something games, not even eighty. It's like fifty because half of them are or forty because half of them. Oh yeah. way, um, yeah. Sign me up. I mean, that's astronomical numbers. I saw something that's that's pretty sad. Is that's more than some people make uh, in professional sports to be a mascot. So Tyler, I know you're uh, you look for a job. Maybe you should have the Denver Nuggets and uh, <laughs> get in that mascot gang. So, but that that's just some crazy numbers. But all right, that kind of wraps up the show this week. I'll throw the other ones because I forgot to last week. Uh, we've 
we flopped it Sundays and Mondays uh, this week only since we had some people out of town, family in. Uh, normally, we have Sports Ramble on Sunday nights. We have College Football Coast to Coast, which is Mr. Jacob and Tyler's college football show on Mondays at 3. And then we have SEC Talk still tomorrow night, 8 o'clock. Wade and Tyler break down everything that happened in the SEC, give their projections going forward. A little sneak peek. I won the SEC picking last week at 11 to 1. If I wouldn't have been a dummy and picked Arkansas to beat Alabama. So, Tyler, as always, the pleasure. Is there anything I missed on our wide world of sports? Yeah, I'm going to plug in our Twitch. We now have a Twitch uh, now. Uh, uh, we were five followers away from affiliate. Uh, I, I, I was a former streamer. I streamed for like a year but before, you know, I. You invite me to, to do this, but we are now on Twitch. Our, the schedule is pretty much like what you see here on the screen. Uh, sports scrambles Sunday nights. Monday nights will be college football coast to coast. Tuesdays will be SEC talk. But there's actually going to be more over there. Wednesday will be content, our content, 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 baby. Wednesdays will be our sports scramble gaming days. Uh, it doesn't even have to be a sport game or whatever game that we're playing with our friends. We'll be streaming that on, on Wednesday. Not really specific times, just whenever, you know. So one of us gets on, we'll be doing that. And Thursdays will be my fantasy football hour. I'll I'll go ahead and when if you have questions, uh, I'll do a little show together. Uh, so that'll be a little add on. Then obviously we'll take a break. Uh, we can't do this. Uh, can't create content every day. We got to take a break, especially for college football weekends. Uh, so Friday and Saturday will be our off day. So definitely make sure uh, to to go follow over our Twitch. Yeah, we're gonna start putting out more content. We're working on some hats maybe to be released to the public. So if y'all are interested in some hats, let us know. We'll see what we can do. Uh, remember, we're going to put out a giveaway for a T-shirt on our Twitter. So you head on over to at Sports Scramble 4 to find that. But, I mean, hey, find we'll upload the audio to this podcast tomorrow on all your listening devices. You can tune in to watch us live Sunday nights on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube. Uh, maybe we'll get on we're YouTube everywhere. TV somehow. Hey. Live Golf is paying Fox to be on the Fox Sports Channel, so maybe we can do that with Fox too. We can have Live Golf then Sports Scramble podcast. I don't know. I'll work out the details. But Tyler, as always, it's a pleasure. Hopefully, next week we'll have all four of our hosts. And uh, till then, have a great one. Thanks, everyone. What's up, everyone? Let me tell you about a company called Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or even your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app now or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for listening to Sports Scramble. Make sure you check out our other two shows, College Football Coast to Coast on Mondays at 3 o'clock and SEC Talk on Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.